0: back with the first <laughs> actual episode of the IRC Oblivion. The last episode was just a uh I don't know, warm up, a discussion. We talked about it.
1: This was the second first episode.
0: This is the actual first story Mr. Squishy that we will be covering, probably very badly because I was not invested. I would like to pre- <laughs> I'd like to preface this whole episode by saying Mr. Squishy by David Foster Wallace was the most brilliant, incredibly written hunk of boring dog shit I've ever read. Mm. It's like a textbook. Yeah, it was. Every uh, every paragraph was a block. Every page no, was a block. It was literally, yeah. I mean, I it's got like, what he was going for. It was supposed to be just a giant info dump to represent corporate America's obsession with information and society's obsession with information, which this was written, I believe, in 2000, 2001. So he literally predicted the whole analytics revolution of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, post social media internet. And it just, that made me sad, I guess, because I'm just like, yep, yeah, <laughs> that's all everybody talks about analytics. I could imagine in the whole, pretty much it's just a, a satire on how pointless all this analytic bullshit is. Like nobody needs all this information. It actually doesn't do anything. It doesn't help anybody. It's just these corporations pay people to, uh, analyze numbers and these dumb focus groups which is what the story is about uh focus group which is what is it fe- little felonies or just felonies it's supposed to be a snack cake
1: yeah it's just felonies and then they're gonna like based on the success they might do little fel or uh no, misdemeanors not, uh, misdemeanors misdemeanors that was it i was like oh that's cool that's a nice name
0: the synopsis of the story is very basic so mm. we enter a focus group it's already in action. So you're already you already know the ball's been rolling for some time. You don't know exactly what part of this focus group, like how long they've been doing this. You just get that we're in a focus group. They're testing uh, the Mr. Squishy brand cakes. They're like high end hohos pretty much or something like that. Like they're when I mean info overload, I mean there's descriptors upon descriptors and it's they're excellent. It's just so boring. There's <laughs> like just yeah. so much. Like everything's described in ridiculous detail. Uh, to the point where you feel like you're going a little crazy, and it's just like, why am I reading this? But that's the point of the story. And then we have the main protagonist, I'm uh, Schmidt. I'm going to call him Mr. Schmidt. I forget his first name. He's yeah. like, a, he's on the panel, but he's an inside man. And there's like a weird thing where we go into his life, and how he's kind of a creep, and he obsesses about things. And I think he wants to poison everyone. Like, he's kind of a sabotager kind of guy, like a saboteur. And then we also yeah. have... A Mister Squishy costume man climbing up the building with like suction cups. Like
1: opposite of him, yeah. Yeah. I was like, "What the crap is going on with this? Like, I don't, I don't understand what is going on." And then you find out what what happens. He does his whole thing, and you're like, "That was so stupid. Like, why? Is, yeah. <laughs> why is this happening?"
0: To be quite frank, so <laughs> by the time we got to the uh, guy climbing up the building. I just didn't really care about anything that was going on. I was just like skipping whole passages and because it all reads the same. It's just like full on descriptors. I believe there's only one section in the whole story that refers to eyes, like someone referring to themselves. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to find that because this is so dense. I know the page number, but that doesn't fucking help. If we had video, I would show the audience the ridiculous blocks of text that you were reading here. Yeah, so, this whole page is one paragraph, so I don't know if I could even find it. But yeah, here we go. I mean, yeah, it's uh, what looked just like glasses were not. I was wired from Sten to Stern. I'm assuming this is uh, Schmidt, maybe talking. I don't remember, but that's the oh, yeah, Terry Schmidt. So that's the only time it's someone's referred to as I in this story, which is kind of weird. I don't know what that represents. I don't know if that's supposed to be specific. Like, oh, you know, we got to be drawn to this one section because it's the oddball out, or if you just gloss over it, like I did.
1: I I know I noticed it. Um, I didn't think it was Terry Schmidt, though. Was it? Because it, it was might have like,
0: not been. It was th- just that was the, what was right after that.
1: Yeah, there's uh, yeah, it was like one of the guys in there in the focus group. There are all these like plants in there and everything like that, and then there was this random dude with. You know, apparently some sort of camera recording equipment and all these weird tube things and like a watch that wasn't a watch and all this. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this corporate espionage right here? Or is it- <laughs> For no reason. is <laughs> like, so stupid. For-, For freaking snack cakes.
0: <laughs> to give you just a, a quick example, here's just a random, again, on page 14, this is just a random descriptor of one of the people. I just got the impression that there was 800 people in this focus group because we just kept talking about people's. Uh, descriptions, but because Schmidt or whoever didn't just sees people as numbers, they don't even care to give them names. You might return to a character, and not even really realize it, and they just have yeah. descriptions, but. One of the group's men had a pear-shaped head, another a diamond or kite-shaped face. The room's second-oldest consumer had cropped gray hair and an overdeveloped upper lip that lent him a simian aspect, and then it just goes on and on, And that, but that's just, like, a quick example. I mean, there's whole paragraphs that's just descriptions of all these people that serves no purpose to anything. There's no reason and then for the, it.
1: Then the, like, you know, three-page, single-paragraph descriptors of analytical processes and just and then you get all these weird, like what you said with the, the weird backstory with Terry Schmidt. Terry Schmidt, Terry I think Schmidt. that was his name. Yeah. Um, between him and uh, that girl Darlene and a couple other faceless entities. And then, like, think you feel I felt like reading this, something nefarious was going on. I just didn't understand it completely until like the very last page ish, because then you're like, why is he ta- he's talking about how to create ricin? He's talking about like how to cultivate botulism. Like what the and earlier on in the story, he talked about how small a hole you needed to do to uh, successfully inject snack cakes with poisons and all that stuff to affect this and that. Well, to as, affect long as, sales the, and-
0: as long as the story is, it still felt like it was kind of incomplete. Because just when you finally maybe get invested with like, oh, is he going to poison them? What's going to happen? <laughs> it's just over. You're like, okay. I guess, uh, I don't know. Does it matter though? <laughs>
1: yeah. It went to like some high level management. He started like losing his vision or something like that and was starting to cough up something black or <laughs> yeah. I was like, so was he put po- like, what <laughs> so What was the point?
0: What happened?
1: Like I am so, I feel like that, like every work environment I've ever been in, I've always the last note any of the gossip going on and i felt like i was back at work with this so i'm like oh shoot what i uh oh cool oh i don't know i don't know what's going on it's cool (laughs) there's a lot of energy and it's interesting i don't know what's going on
0: (laughs) personally having this as the flagship opening story of the collection Do not make me want to read more of the collection. If we weren't doing this IRC, I probably would have just gave up at that. Because you said the other stories that you read so far are good. I will continue. But that just, like, I was like, this is so, again, amazing how it's written. Like, he's a great writer Mm -hmm. from what I've, you know, just from this story. But boring as hell. And that's kind of the point of it. But it's like, I don't want to read a story like that. It's just not. (laughs) Like, why do I want to read that? Why does anybody want to read that?
1: Yeah, it's it, it wasn't easy to get through. Like it, it read. It's not like it was super complicated. Some of the the verbiage and statistical lingo, and like the seventy thousand different uh, acronyms that were thrown around. I was like, dude, I, I'm just I'm I'm here. I'm just happy to be here and uh, kind of going along with the ride. But it was yeah, it wasn't necessarily difficult to read vocabulary wise. It was more. Just the fact that you just don't there's nothing to care about in this
0: no not at and all
1: so and like you said that's probably the the absolute point like there's no point and no interest behind corporate america or anything like that so it's like yeah of course that that totally makes sense but it doesn't make for great reading i would say
0: no and the, like, it was very strange because there very rarely would just be a random note at the bottom like, oh, this acronym stands for, even though every other one you just don't, it just glosses over. And it's yeah. almost like you're supposed to, like it's written in a way, like if you are already in this corporation, you should just know all the stuff that he's talking about or care about yeah. it. And again, I'm pretty sure it's just like supposed to be calling out consumerism and how all these numbers don't actually mean anything. And these corporations just, at least back then, which is probably even worse now, Wasted all yeah. this money on these focus groups and these numbers and these tests, but they don't actually do anything. It doesn't matter. They're gonna release this product regardless. So why go through the charade of having all these random numbers and what? I don't even know what they're actually testing for, just to see if people like yeah. these stupid cakes. I mean, what was the purpose? Some, something
1: some like that. And then, like even in the story itself, it they. Uh, I don't know if it was Schmidt or the narrator or whoever was like. They're gonna change the numbers anyway to show the 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 person that you know mr. Squishy because this is the third party analytics group they're just gonna show them what they want to see anyway, yeah so it's like what's the point of
0: all it this <laughs> well, that's the point is to show that there's no point, which is just like a head spinner it's like why why <laughs> why, why 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 is this why is this so realistic like why do when you read this, you're like, oh, this is definitely how corporations operate. But fucking why? It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's just a way to give people jobs that don't need jobs. Like, Schmidt doesn't need that. Like, why does he have that job? It's dumb.
1: It's like freaking bureaucracy, man. It's everywhere. Wherever there's money, there's people wanting to make more of it. And <laughs> it's just dumb.
0: All right, here's page six. At this, I'm <laughs> only pointing this out because I opened this and I flipped through. I don't know how many pages before I got to a random paragraph break. So this is a new paragraph and I don't think I'm going to be able to read all of this because I'm going to start flubbing pretty soon, but uh, feel free to fall <laughs> asleep, Anybody's listening to this part. Inspired, according to agency... <laughs> Fuck. Inspired, according to agency rumor by an RSB creative director's epiphanic encounter with something billed as death by chocolate in a near-north cafe, felonies were all chocolate filling and icing and cake as well, and in fact, all real or fondant chocolate instead of the usual hydrogenated cocoa and high F corn syrup. Felonies conceived thus less as a variant on rival zingers, ding-dongs, ho-hos, and chocodiles than as a radical upscaling and revisioning of same. A domed cylinder of flourless, molotov-flavored sponge cake covered entirely in 2.4 millimeters of a high, lecithin... Like a thin chocolate frosting manufactured <laughs> with trace amounts of butter, cocoa butter, baker's chocolate, chocolate liqueur, vanilla extract, dextrose, and sorbitol, a relatively high-cost frosting, and one whose butter redundancies alone required heroic innovations in production systems and engineering. Fuck. An entire, this is all one <laughs> sentence, by the way. An entire production yes. line had had to be re-machined, and the line workers re- retrained in production and quality assurance quotas recalculated more or less from scratch. Which high end frosting was then also injected by high pressure confectionery needle into the 26 by 13 millimeter hollow ellipse in each felony center, a center, which is, for example, holy, there's so many paragraphs that should be broken, but they're not. This is again, one sentence. These are in parentheses. Some of these, there's a bunch of M dashes. This literally just goes on and then it gets into the corporate science gobbledygook. Uh, and this paragraph ends on the next page. I'm not reading any more of that, but holy fuck. That's the whole story like that, by the way. Just anybody's wondering, wonder, that's like how the whole story's written.
1: I wonder if like
0: David Attenborough like narrated it,
1: if it would be any better. He'd like,
0: probably fall asleep. It'd just be, be right. it would just be like maybe if like Christopher Walker Walken narrated it, it would keep your attention. I don't know. Or Gilbert Godfrey, somebody with like a weird voice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. Like, Could you imagine Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey breaking through with this? By industry-wide convention (laughs) at various intervals throughout the pre-GRD as presently. Fucking, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around why somebody, because I, like, I was reading reviews for this, and somebody said they read that story three times back to back because they enjoyed it so much. I'm like, how? What is wrong with you? You read that three times in a row. Why? It's like, could you imagine, like, what is happening in your life? And I don't want to judge anybody, but that (laughs) God damn, like it's so pointless. Like it would be one thing if there was like something in there worth digging into, but that's not like on the very surface level, we already said it. It's just pretty much showing that corporations are dumb. (laughs) Like it's showing consumerism and analytics is pointless and like people are going to buy the fucking cakes regardless. So why have all that? That's all it's really showing how information is just slowly taking over our lives and is kind of a threat to modern society. And in 2022, reflecting on something written in 2000, 2001, yes, it's, it's way worse now, but the algorithms are different because now it's like based on social media where everything has an ad in the product. So you look at TikTok, yeah. you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, fucking all the other things. Like they all just, they can't even watch a YouTube video without 15 stupid ads popping up for Liberty Mutual oh, and yes. dumb shit. Like it's ridiculous. And not one of those ads ever made me want to buy anything. If anything, I shut off the exact opposite. (laughs) I've shut off YouTube videos just because of the ads. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even worried about it. It's a 30 second short video and there's 30 seconds worth of ads. Like, fuck off.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I, I did like in the, um, the story that, uh, or narrative, I don't know, legal proceeding, whatever you call that style, (laughs) um, that, uh, Schmidt was, um. I, well, I couldn't discern whether or not it was him or somebody else um, that was commenting on the fact that the fo- targeted focus groups and all this data collection that, uh, what was it, Delta Y, Team Delta Y Analytics uh, was doing, was about to be shuffled off in, in exchange for like internet stuff and yeah all of that. And I was like, and this story set back in like the early nineties. so. I thought that was that was one it was had that prophetic twinge to it, but I was also, yeah, it's like yeah there there's no point. they're getting rid of targeted focus groups in exchange for just getting people to willingly give up all their information and tell them what they like from how they engage on their smartphones and stuff, so it's like, yay, yeah a great world.
0: Now I could put on, you know, YouTube meditative video and every 20 minutes an ad pops up and just destroys my meditation yeah. or I put on some sleep ambiance and fucking two in the morning. Oh, hey, Lemu, Liberty Mutual. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I hate it all. I don't like it. The any. wild horse
1: cock is up to eight pounds.
0: Oh, no. Wait, what, 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 what? That's why
1: my dreams were weird.
0: <laughs> Quit invading my dreams, Zuckerberg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ew. i know he doesn't dude, he was, i
0: know zuckerberg doesn't have anything to do with google or youtube i just think he would be the horse cock guy
1: oh yeah totally well it's like he pops up in your dreams he's like the slender man he's like creepy well we can dude. all agree I'm he's like, like an android right
0: oh yeah totally yeah okay he's blade, not blade runner android probably like kind of extra murdery no I don't, i've never seen the movie You
1: son of a bitch. I've read the book. I've just never seen the movie.
0: Uh, You read books. Who the fuck reads
1: books? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll go home.
0: You don't read books. You don't watch the movies. You watch people talk about it on TikTok. That's what we do now. And then we judge based off of the other people's opinions.
1: Of course. uh, That's why people are listening to this.
0: People are not going to read Oblivion. They're going to listen to us talk about Oblivion and say, oh, I don't want to read that book because they said it was boring. Like, that's what people do. They're not going to. Find out on the rest.
1: Right. <laughs> th- okay, so to, to clarify about the boring part, I thought the the story was interesting, and I actually kind of liked that I was bored with it because it's not that the story itself was inherently boring. It's just the style that he used to write it was boring. Yeah. And that actually got, a, got the point across uh, what he was trying to say without just coming across and being all lecturing and preachy and all that stuff. So like it w- it was boring. It's kind of like I have this, uh, these candies that I can probably never get again because they're Russian, um, <laughs> these, uh, Russian, <laughs> these Russian lollipops, I'll get in downtown Kansas city and, um, they taste horrible. They taste like soap and cardboard and I love them. Because they don't taste good. So anyone asks, I'm like, hey, you want like you want a, a sucker? And they'll be like, yeah, what flavor? I'm like, soap and cardboard. And they're like, no, thank you. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't taste good, but I like it because it's different. So
0: That reminds me when I was a little kid. I don't know if you ever had the UFO candies, but they're basically little styrofoam UFOs with these almost flavorless candy ball things inside. And I would eat like eight pounds of these little wafery, whatever the fuck they were. Almost, like I said... It was like eating static. They're very weird, but I just kept <laughs> eating them, and like I just would eat a whole box and they were just not good, not bad. They were just I don't know. It's just but it's like this story was like that. It's like it was written in such a way where yeah, it seems overly boring, but like he made even that part where I was reading about the cakes, like he made it seem kinda interesting. Like you're reading about mm-hmm. it, and you're like, Oh, that's cool, like how they made these cakes and or even the the details of the people. It's like, oh, that's kinda interesting how he's describing that. It's just, it doesn't matter. You don't really give a shit. But if you're in the right kind of mood, you can read this and it'll be interesting. It's just, I wouldn't say a real story or something that you would want to read, but it's, yeah. it's different. I will give it that. It was different. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I mean,
1: you go back and read it, you can, uh, you'll definitely probably find things that we missed and you'll be able to maybe make sense of things a little easier. Um, so I can definitely see that this, this has rereadability because after the first reading, there's no way anyone could walk away being like, I totally understood everything about this story. <laughs> and, you know, you can quiz me right now and I could come up with direct quotes. But, you know, you, you go back and you read it, to, you know, once, twice, three times, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that before. And that puts the story in a new light. So,
0: well, that's, the you kind know, of- we could
1: we could have the entire ending wrong. You know, maybe we got the <laughs> message wrong.
0: Well, that's kind of the brilliance of the story is it's so information heavy that you can't just pull a part out of it. You can't just on recollection bring up a quote that comes to mind or a part of dialogue or a specific description. Like unless you marked it while you're reading it, you're not, it's just too much, uh, which was the point mm-hmm. of this book is just too much. You can't absorb it all. The reading experience is very unique because if you can't absorb all the material, then you're just kind of going through it. It's weird. It's like, even if you're very focused on it, you're just kind of riding the wave until the very end. You're just like, okay, this is just happening. I have to change the way I read because I'm not going to be able mm-hmm. to remember this stuff. And it doesn't matter that yeah. I don't remember it. I just need like the main points of what's going on. So that's like kind of cool how he did that because normally any story you read, even if you didn't like it, you're taking away certain parts of it. But can you really name a part maybe the guy climbing the building, a part of that or something with the poison, maybe you could bring up. But like, if you just wanted to be like, oh yeah, you remember on page 14? He's no, actually I don't, Like I don't <laughs> remember anything. Yeah.
1: So like, like what you said uh, is you can't understand. If you don't understand something when you're reading it, it's like you, like you said, it's uh you're just kind of floating along and you're looking for meaning, which when you're saying that, and I had this thought, it was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly like this entire freaking story right here. Like the, all the, there's there is this information and you're searching for meaning and there really is none in anything. And when you do find something, it, it's interesting and it's thought provoking, but it it's not like it's it's world changing to where you're like, wow, this changes everything and now I understand it. <laughs> you're just boring. like they're talking about Delta Y and Delta Y subsection, blah, 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 analytics. And they're looking at this corresponding integer. Terry Schmidt is making rice and wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what is, back up. You can't just wait gloss a over a minute. This. That's
0: kind of important, right? <laughs> Got to find the importance and the unimportant. Like, that's how corporate America works. They're trying to find some kind of meaning out of meaningless garbage. Like, it doesn't matter. But to them, it does. Because it's money, and apparently money's the only thing they care about. But I think that's really, I mean, I feel like we actually talked way more about that story than I expected us to. I thought like, <laughs> it was long, it was kind of boring, like 65 pages of the bow honky, and, and it was weird. But no, we actually covered that a good bit. Uh, the next story, which I'm hoping will be a little more entertaining, and there's more to take away, will be The Soul is Not a Smithy. Uh, you already read that, so... Without giving anything mm. away, would you say that was more entertaining than what we just covered today?
1: Yes, you'll like that one a lot more.
0: Thank goodness. You'll like that one a
1: lot more. There's a lot of a lot of high tension high, high tension parts within that uh story. Like you have um when you read a, a really good Stephen King or like Shirley Jackson or something like that, and a tense part you know is coming up, and you start like having a physical reaction where your heart actually starts pumping a little harder and you're like getting a little anxious like that. I experienced that when, when reading uh, the, the soul is not a smithy. So
0: not to go back to the stupid Mr. Squishy, but what you just said? <laughs> what you just said about the heart pumping the anticipation, you know, that kind of thing that a good story brings out. I actually, that made me think like when reading Mr. Squishy, I wonder if he purposely wrote that in, in such a way that your emotions are level the whole time, like you have mm-hmm. no investment, so you have no anticipation, you have no desire for something like crazy, or maybe you do desire something crazy to pop up, but your heart's not in it, your brain's not really thinking like, oh, you know, the way it's written so far, I'm not really expecting anything, so you're just even kilter the whole time, uh, which is very yeah. rare because most reading experiences, there's the author goes into it wanting to hit certain peaks and valleys so the reader goes into it i'm gonna make them sad here i'm gonna make them angry here i'm gonna give them a break after the climax and level off and then maybe i'll have another climax nothing none of that here it's just even the whole way it's just a flat desolate plane of information that you don't care about and you just have to walk through it i think that's uh, kind of interesting because i've never read anything like that outside of academia
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah same here and it's like uh kind of what you were saying about just, just wanting and craving something. It's like, as soon as the guy climbing, the, the skyscraper was happening. Like I wanted to be one of those guys in the room and just kind of look out the window. I was like, dude, look out the window, look at what's happened. Just, just watch something like the people on the street below, like watch some, it's, it's something it's entertaining. But then I was like, Oh no, I'm, I'm trapped. I- <laughs> yeah, I am who he's talking about. No,
0: <laughs> well, that was the first story, Mr. Squishy in Oblivion. And if I had a rate, i that's weird because I can't, I don't think I can rate that. Most things I can rate on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 5, whatever. I don't have a rating for that because I can't specifically say I didn't like it, but I definitely didn't like it. I did, I can't say I liked it or didn't like it. It's just, it is what it is. I don't know. It's very strange. its It's almost like reading an impersonal essay on how machines work or something like how a f- car factory works it's like you can't really say it's bad or good because it's just you know information so that's how the story is written so you can't really judge it at least that's my personal opinion i don't know if you have a you know difference
1: yeah uh, yeah i when you you were talking about written at one to five or one to ten i i don't know that i give it a number because that denotes like hey this is really excellent this is really this is just dog crap But maybe something more like a pH scale to where it tends more towards interesting or tends more towards like entertaining or like entertaining and thought provoking. Like if it were moved from left to right, like left is thought provoking and right is uh, entertaining. This would definitely be closer. This would be like all the way to the end and uh, uh, thought provoking. It's i like, wouldn't say that i was super entertained
0: be like on a scale of stephen hawking to george carlin <laughs> oh, yeah. both thought-provoking but what's the entertainment value you know <laughs> like both will give yeah. you information but in very different uh, ways i would say this would be more stephen hawking definitely on the, the left end of that one but i would urge anyone to read it like i wouldn't say i could recommend this just because anybody that i know doesn't read things just for uh interest value they read it because they want to be entertained or escape reality or uh, whatever Um, I have a few friends who lean more towards the academic so maybe they would I can recommend to them but just the general person I wouldn't be like hey you really need to read this story but if you do want to just test something different uh, I would I would say give it a read but um, maybe I'm hoping after this story I get into the other stories I'll have a higher opinion on the work as a whole
1: yeah yeah as uh, the soul is a smithy and the the latter stories they also they get back into more of a traditional narrative. It's still his own style, but it's more of a story
0: mm. than a lecture. <laughs> I love being so, lectured.
1: yeah about don't sponge you? cake. <laughs> That's so good.
0: All right, folks. Well, we thank you for listening, and I guess we'll check you next time, um hopefully with more interesting discussion. Ooh. Mm-hmm.